0: We've spoken about this before. Uh, the government is starting to reveal the uh, numbers, the amounts that doctors are billing OHIP for for services. And the Toronto Star has a database that they um, have revealed the figures in. They've they went all the way up to the doorstep of the Supreme Court to access this information, this data that they think will bring us greater transparency. And I think it's important we know where our money is going as taxpayers, especially when we're talking about uh, seven point three billion dollars in taxpayers' money. Teresa Boyle wrote a great piece for the Toronto Star. She's the health reporter. Welcome to the show, Teresa. Hi, happy to be here. Good to have you on. Now, um, the doctors in this billing information, are we only talking about the top 100 billers?
1: No, this database includes fee-for-service payments on all doctors who bill fee-for-service payments in the province. So that's more than 30,000 of them. Wow.
0: That's a lot of uh, data to sift through. Now, you guys have been sifting through it. And uh, can you tell us about, uh, I noticed one thing, there is what you call low value and high value services. Can you tell us a little bit about what low value and high value services are and what this billing information revealed in respect to
1: this? sure that's something that um, the provincial government and the Ontario Medical Association are looking at right now they have an appropriate work uh, an appropriateness working group trying to eliminate funding or restrict funding for some of the low value services
0: so the low value services would be something that is not it's not necessary as a as a service to to provide like maybe a test that if you're doing one test this test is now redundant. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, there's an international campaign afoot right now called Choosing Wisely and um studies have been done that show that 30% upwards of 30% of tests, treatments and procedures are unnecessary. And sometimes they're done just because that's the way doctors have always done them. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of education. Um, sometimes they just need a, a nudge to do things different. Um, anyway, so some of the low-value tests might be, for example, MRIs for low back pain. Uh, there's been studies that just to show we're spending a lot of money on that and it's not uh it's not necessary
0: the stars database shows that of those who billed more than uh 1 million dollars 158 were diagnostic radiologists 96 were ophthalmologists and 64 were cardiologists um 96 ophthalmologists and why are so many ophthalmologists billing such high amounts
1: well that is because they're known uh, as proceduralists, and they do procedures, and the faster they do them, the more they can bill, and proceduralists have benefited from advances in technology that allow them to work faster, and then by doing that, they can bill more.
0: Does this, the database break down the amount of hours that doctors are working in order to bill the amount they are to OHIP?
1: No, and that's a very good question. in fact, that's something the arbitrator asked during uh, contract negotiations between the Ontario Medical Association and the province but uh it, it's not um it's not calculated that way. there is no data
0: but the the data revealed and illustrated some paid disparities between specialities. Can you speak to that
1: yeah that's a that's a big issue too it's also it's called the gap within the gap and researchers are wondering why that is and they're studying it right now so there's questions about for example why would uh, um, one ophthalmologist the top paid uh, doctor in the province make more than five million and the median in uh, ophthalmology get paid uh, just over 600,000
0: Right. So I guess um, your job then is to go through the data and try and figure out, you know, where the storylines are. It could be somebody's in Northern Ontario and they're the only ophthalmologist around and they're working, you know, seven days a week, or it could be that somebody's taking advantage of billing hoping that OHIP's not gonna investigate.
1: Well, I'm glad you you pointed that out about the underserved communities because there's doctors there who work really, really hard upwards of seven days a week. They have huge uh, patient volumes and they deserve every cent that they get um i i'm not personally i don't know why the disparity exists we've done a little bit of research um with um one of the top paid doctors one of the top paid ophthalmologists we we uh wrote in an earlier story part of this investigation that he's doing this um very unusual eyelid procedure and he's doing it at a rate his peers consider to be excessive and there's questions now about why that is happening and um he's up before the college of physicians and surgeons for a disciplinary hearing on that he he claims he has done nothing wrong but the questions remain why, why is this happening and again are taxpayers getting good value for money
0: Teresa, you're an investigative journalist. So, I mean, when you talk about a story like that and digging into it, you know, you've got the numbers and you're like, oh, how come this guy's charging so much? You can see the value of having this kind of transparency, uh, understanding how much doctors are billing. Now, one of the things that I've brought up on the program before is, you know, the billing information, it doesn't show the whole picture, right? Because it doesn't show, you know, the number of patients uh, seen or days or hours worked, but it, it, and also it doesn't show the overhead. A lot of times we think of, you know, doctors. Doctors as, as public uh, servants, and they are working for uh, you know the, the government. They're paid out by the government, but they are independent business owners as well, small business owners. They have to you know rent the building uh, that they're in. They have to buy their uh, equipment. They have to hire a staff. So the money that they bill to OHIP is not really the take-home dollar. And I know that the OMA's position has softened somewhat on publishing doctors' billings to OHIP. Do you, can you figure out why that is? Have you been able to surmise why the o- the OMA is starting to acquiesce and say, okay, you know what, we're willing to agree that this information is out there and, and it's okay?
1: Well, I think there's a few reasons for that. One reason I think um, they realize it- it's inevitable. They lost in court and it's going to come out. Um, and so I think that's one reason. And it- it's just a... Uh, Good optics to say you're in favor of transparency. It's what people expect these days. But the overhead issue is a very important one. I'm glad that you raised that too. When we started battling to try and get this information way back in 2014, the doctors were quite concerned that the public would equate payments that they get from OHIP with salaries, with take home pay. And that's absolutely not the case. They pay overhead payments sometimes huge ones and um, and at the end of the day their take-home pay can be much less so is
0: there any way to, to represent that in the in the database or the numbers that people can access
1: well that's a good question too right now that information isn't publicly available uh, doctors would have it on their tax returns but um, The arbitrator who resolved the contract dispute did urge the two sides to try and make headway on this. And I believe that there's efforts afoot to do that. All
0: right. What happens next for you? Where are you going to take this information?
1: Well, we're trying to get more information. So you mentioned things like you know number of patients seeing days worked and that kind of thing so we're working on getting that for all billers we have it for the top 100 and um so we'll expand the database when we get that information as
0: a reporter what shocked you most when you got a, a chance to sit down i know it's a lot of it's probably just some dry work you know looking at all these numbers but what shocked you the most teresa
1: Thing that jumps out at me the most is the pay disparities even within specialties. Because you would, you would assume that doctors who work in the same specialty are are doing pretty much the same thing. So why is it that one specialist pay can be so much more than another? And I, I expect that we'll be seeing some research papers on that raises some, in the near future.
0: And it raises some red flags, which you can follow. I Teresa, I appreciate your time today. It's a, an interesting read. How much do Doctors Bill Ohip for Services, Star Database reveals the figures, and it is in the Star right now. Thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you. Teresa, have a great day. Teresa Boyle, health reporter for the Toronto Star. This is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.